prayer request today. I want you to remember uh, Sister Rhonda. She got a confirmation. She's got, got to have her surgery August 11th at 9 o'clock. So remember her in prayer and pray for her. I know Reed is at his top speed today, but, but he was sick yesterday. But I guess they get well pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Reed and uh, they got to have that spinal surgery. All right, remember those in prayer. And, and I want you to pray for those that been missing church a lot. I mean, I know we got some out here. This is always normal for, for uh, in the summertime when school's out. Uh, but we got some folks that's just not coming anymore. So just remember those in prayer. I know there's a lot of them out of town today, but there's sometimes there's just some that could be here that just don't come. All right, so remember those in prayer and pray for them and pray the Lord will see fit to send them out. Let's go, Lord, in prayer at this time. And uh, it's good to see those of you that have come out to be with us today. We're thankful you're in the house of the Lord, and we're especially thankful you're here at Landmark Baptist Church. We pray. Lord, will see fit to bless you. We, we welcome those on live streaming coming from Landmark Baptist Church in Alliance, Georgia. We, we have a lot of people that listen to this. Uh, um, I get calls all the time from people who, who listen to it. I don't realize we have five or six people who will sign in, but uh, there's a lot more than that that are listening to it. So we're thankful for that. I uh, want you to go to Lord in, we want to go to Lord in prayer at this time and remember all those that are sick and and pray the Lord will see fit to go with them. Brother Sam, will you lead us this morning?
Thank you, brother. I'm thankful. Yeah. Okay, we put Matthew down. Yeah, Matthew has got a got his degree now, and he's put in for a job with Georgia Power so he can move back down here, and uh, that's what he's referring to. Um, remember those in prayer. We got a lot of people. Uh, I'm I'm thankful to the Lord. I feel better today. Uh, so much better. I, I just hope I'm not living on steroids and them steroids run out and I'm hoping that this day I stay okay alright um, <clears throat> turn with me to the book of Colossians if you would let's all stand as we honor God's word uh, I'm going to be preaching this morning on the hidden life we, we always refer to uh, uh life we live and everything and always preaching about it thinking about it everything well we we live a hidden life okay let's all stand if you would and honor God's word I'm going to read begin reading in Colossians 3 and I'm going to read the first four verses he says if you then <coughs> risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ setteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth, for you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye appear with him in glory. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your day, for this day. <coughs> thank you for the blessings of it. Lord, I pray that you'll clear up this uh, throat of mine, Lord, that it would get better and I'll be able to preach this message today, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Doctor said I still had some strep in my throat. I guess that's why it's still coughing. <clears throat> I just remember one thing today as we preach this message that the essence of Christianity is not a creed. It's not, it's not words. It's not something you can say that will make you a Christian. Even just saying I'm saved don't make you a Christian. Uh, just, saying, uh, just saying that I, 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 I try to live for the Lord, that don't make you a Christian. Uh, the essence of the Christianity is not a creed. It's not a system of doctrines. You'll say, well, if I learn, a, I, I do feel that there's some people feel like they learn all they, all they can learn, and they, they sort of start giving it up after they feel that they know it all. But we never know it all. It doesn't make any difference how long we study it and how much we see it. It, it, it doesn't. We, we don't, we'll never know it all. Bible teaches that. The Bible teaches that uh, we're going to be taught throughout all eternity. If you 
you don't like come to church now, you're not going to like heaven. Not, not one bit. And that's the sad part about it. We, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we got some people that just quit coming to church. And uh, I don't know. They um, seem like they move off to where um, they can't come. But that's not good. And, uh, but we, we pray that they will. But it's not a system of doctrines. It's not a mode of worship. You know, you can, you can uh, have all kinds of different. We got, we probably got two hundred different worship schemes in America today. I, I remember, um, I was watching this morning. They were showing uh, West Point this morning, Brother Sam, and they were showing about all those cadets that are going to be in the military, and uh, and they had uh, on this on Sunday morning. They, uh, they showed the Catholic um, cathedral that's out at West Point. That's a beautiful thing. They said it seats over 4,000 people. And um, I got to thinking, when I first went in the military, I don't know if Brother Sam remembers or not, but I think he went in a lot later than that. But uh, they used to ask you what, what denomination you were. They put it on your dog tags. They put on my dog tags, Baptist. Well, whatever you had on your dog tags, that's the service. If you went to church, that's the service you're supposed to go to in the military. Well, I, I, they asked that priest there at the um, cathedral there at, the, on, at West Point. They said, um, how many soldiers do you have here? He said, well, this place is full every Sunday morning. And uh, I, I, I like going to the Baptist service there and see how many was there. Because uh, I know that one time I, I, I wasn't even saved. So I didn't know what I was doing. And I know one time, just to get, just to get away, uh, they told me we could, we could go to whatever church we wanted to. And so I went to the Baptist service. They probably wasn't five people there first time I ever went. I, I don't... Uh, I wasn't saved, so it didn't make no difference to me if there's five there or five thousand. But at any rate, uh, uh, even though I put Baptist on there, I still didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, that that don't make you a Christian. Um, well, let's let's say this: it, it is a life we live. Our life is called Christ-like. Do we live a Christ-like life? That's where the word Christian comes from. Christ-like. C-H-R-I-S-T-L-I-K-E. Christ-like. That's, a, that's what it, whether we like it or not. I, I'm sorry. Let me get back up here. What is, what is a Christ-like life like? Sound like I'm saying some double things. What is a Christ-life what is a Christ-like life like? What is it? That's what we're going to be preaching on today. Well, it's, it's, it's a life from the dead. Whether we like it or not, before we were saved, we were, we were all dead. Dead to the world. Dead to everything. You might say, well, I knew a little bit before I was saved. You didn't know anything. Because you were dead before you were saved. You can learn. You can learn a lot. Like I said, you know, it's it's Christianity is not a creed. It's 
It's not a system of doctrines. It's not a mode of worship. It's the life. It's the life we live. That's a Christ-like life. Um, whether we like it or not, we, before we were saved, we were dead. Dead to everything. And I, I know what that means. Because I know when God saved me, he opened up my eyes to things that, and, and especially when he called me to preach, he opened my eyes up to things that i never seen before. I, I had read a little bit of Bible, very little, but uh, I had read a little bit of Bible, and I had, I'd even studied a little bit of Bible. But uh, I, I still didn't know what I was doing. But it's a life from the dead. The great apostle Paul states, Ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Now, the life you live right now as a child of God is hid. I, I don't know why. I don't know why people want to. Uh, some people are just so quiet about it; they just won't say anything. They'll just go. They'll just go through their whole life not saying anything. I. We had um, the guy that does our orchid spray in here. He he's a pretty nice fella. He come in my study the other day and sat down. And I talked to him probably for an hour. I don't know how he got his job done. But I talked to him probably an hour and sat down and talked with him. And he was really interested in what we believe and what we stand for. And um, But anyway, I sat down and I talked with him. And then I told him, I said, uh, I said, you know, before you're saved, you're dead. He said, well, I'm not dead. He said, I'm not saved. He said, I'm not dead. I said, yes, you are. I said, you're dead to everything to do with God. You're dead, with it. You're dead, you're dead from everything that has anything to do with God. We, we were dead in trespasses and sins before we were saved. That's what, the, what Paul said in Ephesians 2 and verse 1. He said, uh, said, we were dead in trespasses and sins before we were saved. I tell you, sin will kill you. Sin kills, sin kills people. It does. It kills uh, kills Christians, quote unquote. It kills Christians. It kills anybody that's got any Christ-like about them. It'll kill them. Sin will just take it all away, and people don't realize when they do things. Just like I had somebody say to me, I call them up here sometime. I don't know mention who it is because it was a church member here. I call them up and. And, and they said, well, things are no different with me now that I, I, I don't live within driving distance of the church. Things are no different. I still believe the same thing I always believed. I said, well, that's good. That's good that you do, but you're, you're, you're slowly dying. You just don't realize it. You just slowly die, just like I am, like I'm doing physically right now. I'm slowly dying. My day's coming. I realize that, and I know that. And, it, and your day's coming someday, and your time's coming. But, uh, and it's the same thing with people who, who don't serve the Lord. Their time's coming. When they're going to realize, I have done, I have done messed up. I've done messed myself up, and, uh, and I, I shouldn't have done what I've done. You know, and people... Talk about, I uh, had somebody tell me here a while back, they said, uh, well, we may be moving, and said, there's not a church for us to go to. Where are we going? Do you know of a church? I said, no, I don't. 
going, I don't know of a church. And, uh, but at any rate, at any rate, that's, uh, people don't care anymore. It's like my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law, I never saw my brother-in-law cry but one time. He, I, I remember he called me up one time and was talking to me and he was squalling. And his name, we called him Brownie. His name was Virgil. But we called him Brownie. Virgil Brown, his, his name was Virgil Brown. And they, we called him Brownie. But at any rate, uh, I said, Brownie, what's the matter? He said, well, my daughter got married. And he said, I expected her to go with her husband. Because she said, he said, he was a preacher. He said, that's the right thing to do. He said, I expected her to go with her husband. But he said, my son's getting married and he's going with his wife. He said, I never heard of anything like that. He said, that's just not, he was crying. He said, he said, I was expecting it out of my daughter. But he said, I sure wasn't expecting it out of my son. And uh, his son eventually just quit going to church. They, he used to go to church all the time with his daddy and mama. He just quit going. His daughter still went to uh, that uh, uh, Camelite church with her husband. Her husband was a Camelite preacher. And she'd go to Camelite church with him. He said, I sort of expected that. But he said, I didn't expect my son to follow after his wife. But that's what's happening today, folks. That's exactly what's happening today. I, I thank the Lord for these people who married and, and brought their, just like Bailey and Katie back there right now, you know, married them and brought them to church with them and, uh, and all of them, you know, all of those. Becky and Shelly, Be well, Becky, especially Becky. Becky brought her husband with her to church. And, and I'm thankful for all that, for people who do that. But I tell you, we live in a day when people don't know what a Christian is. They don't really, they don't understand it. So we had no faith before we were saved. We had no faith in him. We had no understanding in his love for his children. We, 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 we had no, no felt need of his mercy. We didn't, we didn't feel we need anything before we were saved. We felt we had it all. As long as I got a good job, I had it, we had it all. You know, I got out of the military, and because I'd been in the military, I got a job with IBM. I had a good job. Got a good job. And uh, I heard uh, somebody said we, we live quite a bit distance from it, but I heard somebody say, well, you know, we're... Uh, they're hiring uh, veterans over so and so at IBM in Lexington, Kentucky. Well, I got in my car and I drove to Lexington, and uh, I, I was there to put my application in. And there's a line of people out there lined. There must have been 500 people lined up out there. And some fella came out of the building that had been in there before we had. He said, "Y'all might as well go home." He said, "You." He said, "Y'all might as well go home." He said, "They've got a stack of, of application in there called that desk," and said, "There's no way." He said, "There's no way that you're going to get on." And so I started getting the car and leave. About that time, this fella came out. He said, "Do we have any veterans here?" And four of us raised, three or four of us raised our hand. He said, "Y'all come on in." We went in and they put us to work. That was on a Tuesday. They put us to work on a Thursday, and they put every one of us in a school 
on a Friday. I mean, that's how quick it happened. And uh, they, they, they were hiring veterans. And I just happened to get in, get in there. Good job. I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved. I thought I had it made. I said, man, I got me a job with IBM. I've got it made. Everybody said, that's the best place in the world to work. And uh, I, I thought I had it made. And, uh, but it was, um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have it made until God saved me. I had it made. It made then. And God saved me. We were insensible to spiritual and heavenly things. We didn't care about heavenly things. We didn't, I didn't, I didn't know these things ain't up there. I didn't know these ain't up there but sky and clouds. I, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know these things ain't out there. We, we were insensible to those things. We felt as, as those who are in the graves are now earthly things. That's what I thought. I thought that they re-sowed you when they put you in a grave. I guess maybe I thought you'd come up that later on. I don't know, but uh, I know my. Uh, I know one time I was eating blackberries, and my uncle said, "You know them vines will start growing out your ears." And I was little, I boy, I, I, I thought he was telling me the truth. I was waiting on vines to grow out of my ears, but anyway, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that stuff. Didn't know anything. Uh, we felt that those who were in the grave were now earthly things. Those in the graves care nothing about what goes on on the earth. That's what we believe. This is what we thought about death before we learned the difference. I didn't know anything about death. I didn't even think about death. I didn't even think about dying. Never did. Didn't even think about it. I thought, well, I'm just going to go on and live right on. You know, I never thought that when I was in the military, any minute they could have, they could have sent me to the front line. Any minute. And uh, I, di I didn't realize those things. Well, the second thing is, it is a resurrected life. Did you know that? You are already resurrected. Uh-oh. Now, Brother Paul, what does he say? What does he say in Romans 8? He says, you're already glorified. That's what he said. Read it, Romans 8. Around verse 16 or 17, he says, you're already glorified. How can you be already glorified in this body? Well, as far as God is concerned, you're already glorified. God sees you, uh, I, I like to put it like this. You know, if you get high enough, you can see where the Mississippi River begins and you can see where it ends. I've seen it. I've seen it from an airplane. Uh, we, we went over the Mississippi River when I went to San Francisco, flew to San Francisco, and uh, which I don't know why in the world anybody fly there, but I did. But anyway, uh, the pilot said if you get on the right side of the plane, he said right up there you can see where the Mississippi River begins. And he said if you get on the left side of the plane, he said you can see where the Mississippi River ends. Well, I was on the left side of the plane. Sure enough, you could see all the way to the Gulf of Mexico where the Mississippi River ended. But that's the way God is. God saw, God saw the beginning and he saw the end of it all at one time. In my life. He saw the beginning of my life and he saw the end of my life. And as a result of that, he glorified the end of my life. 
I'm already glorified. I'm, I'm, I'm going toward glory. You are too. If you're saved, you're going toward glory. You're going that way, in that direction. It's a resurrected life. The great apostle states that we are risen with Christ, verse 1. Jesus states this about our life. He, here's what Jesus said about our life. Now listen to this. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. John 12, 24. You'll say, well, I, am I bringing forth much fruit? Yeah, you are. You, you've got these children here today. You're bringing forth fruit. Y'all got your children here in church. You're bringing forth fruit right now. One of the worst things you can do is keep your children out of church. Don't keep them out of church. You husbands, don't keep your wives out of church. Your wives, don't keep your husbands out of church. If we are buried with Christ in his death, we are risen with him in newness of life. The life in Christ is eternal life. That's the, that's, the, that's the life we live in Christ. It's a hidden life. It's eternal life. Christ will never die again. We have passed from death into in, in life everlasting. We'll never die again. You'll never die again. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? You'll never die again. <coughs> I've heard people say, my mom or my dad dead. Well, my, my dad, my, I, I do believe my dad and my mom are still living. I don't believe they're dead. I believe they're still alive. Their life is hidden, hidden in Christ. They're still alive today. If, 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 if your daddy and mama were God's children, they're still alive too today. They're hidden in Christ right now. You'll say, well, I want to see them. No, they're hidden in Christ. You're not going to see them until you go there with them. Then again, I don't, I don't know if you're going to get to see them or not because the Bible teaches they're going to have a new body and they're going to have a new name. They may introduce me to my mom as a whole new name. I don't know. Four, thirdly, it is, a, it is life supported by heavenly things. It's a life that is supported by heavenly things. The great apostle states, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Where he sits on the right hand of God. He's sitting there right now. You know what he's doing? He's watching you. He's watching me. Oh, I'm so glad that I got what I need to preach today. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I don't care. I don't care if I have to take steroids the rest of my life. I want them. Because they've made me feel good. Do all of us need to learn this? Sure we do. This life can only be happy with things from heaven. Material things can never, let me say this, I'm going to say this clearly right now. I don't know, I hope, I hope every one of our people out today are listening this time. I'm going to say this right now. Material things will never satisfy the spiritual mind. Let me say that again. Material things will never satisfy the spiritual mind. Oh, you, you can go to Daytona and sit down there and 
about 40 stories up and sit there and see people down there. I saw somebody put a picture in Facebook. They're, they're, they're Daytona. They put a picture in Facebook. People walking around down there look like little ants crawling down on the beach. Uh, yeah, you can do that. But material things will never satisfy the spiritual mind. It was the great apostle who said, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Say this one more time. Let's get it. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Romans 8, 5. If you, if you don't look for spiritual things, you're not looking in the right place. You're in the wrong place. You gotta look for spiritual things. You gotta look for spiritual things. Jesus said, "If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him." Oh boy! If that's not hard on people, I don't know what's done. Let's say this: If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's what Jesus said in First John two and verse fifteen. Read it. John didn't say that. Jesus said that. And lastly, it's a secure life. It's a secure life. He says, for you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. It's secure. It ain't going to be, you're not going to lose it. What did I say Wednesday night? You're not going to lose it. It's going to be there. Christ in glory, let me say this, in glory, Christ is the mediator who is always watching over those for whom he died. You're not going to get in trouble. But Christ is watching over you every second. Every second he goes to the Father and he mediates for you. And every time the Father says, look at that one down there. Son, he says, I died for him, for he belongs to me, for she belongs to me. I died for him. He belongs to me, or she belongs to me. Father just says, well, I can't see nothing in or nobody. And you got him hid. You got him hid. In glory, Christ is the mediator who's always watching over those for whom he died. You are as sealed as Noah when God, when Jehovah God shut the door of the ark. We had a preacher one time when I was pastoring up in Kentucky. He came, he's a visiting preacher, and he said, Noah shut the door of the ark when he got in. Sister Maud, Sister Ann Reed came to me after service. She said, he messed that message up, didn't he? I said, yeah. I said, where did you see he messed that message up at? She said, he said that he sh Noah shut the door. I said, if Noah shut that door, it's going to leak. God shut the door and sealed them up in there. He hid them. He hid them in the ark. Safe from the storms of life. 
safe from the darts of the devil. Praise God, what a Savior. What a Savior we serve today. What a blessed, what a blessed thing it is to be, my life to be hidden in him. What a wonderful thing. May God bless all of you today. Now I'm going to have you stand up and we're going to have you dismissed. Brother Neil dismisses. Thank you, brother.